Welcome to uh, Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk about the Kingdom of God. Uh, if you're in the chat room on Skype, you can send me a message. Uh, I think Paul Bethke's somewhere around here. Uh, he's going to try to monitor uh, incoming calls. Uh, somewhere I have the number down here. He can send me that number on that chat and see if I see it. Uh, I believe I'm looking at it. Uh, if you can't hear me, uh, somebody can call on my cell phone and tell me that I've screwed up. <laughs> We're trying a number of different things and experimenting with uh, Liberty Live, uh, uh, LibertyRadioLive.com so that we can... Uh, uh, improve the quality of the radio show uh, by bringing you into the radio show and uh, talking and asking questions and interacting with individuals. Uh, the kingdom is about interaction with individuals. It's about creating relationships with individuals. I'm uh, put out here in this very remote area uh, but there are people all over the country that are beginning to hear this message and are beginning to become... Uh, okay, we've got... Okay, I think I'm back on Liberty Live. <laughs> uh, did you? I don't know what people have heard or not heard, but anyway, somehow that put, paused the uh, show. I'm going to hook in another little uh, gadget here so that I have a little bit better control. And we're trying this. You have to be patient with us. Uh, we're only professionals if we get paid. Okay. Uh, he says, add to conference. There we go. Okay. I believe that we have Paul on the conference call now. I'm here. Okay. He's here. <laughs> and I don't have Liberty Live uh, on hold. <laughs> 
So uh, I Good couldn't morning. get it off hold. Evidently, it went to hold when I, I, I connected with your call. And, of course, I'm sure that was giving us some dead air time. And it wouldn't go off that. So, anyway, we're... One minute and 14 seconds into the show, or into this call, and we haven't screwed up too much since. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, we have a call-in number. Did you want to try that call-in number and see if we can screw that up, too? (laughs) That's fine. Maybe we should say that we're going to try we're going to start out with taking one call at a time. Okay. (laughs) And so if you call in and I don't answer your call, just uh, try again. But uh, we're doing this via Skype, so it's experimental. So please bear with us. Uh, do you want to give out the number? I've yeah, the it. number is 414-395-2442. So if you want to call in, ask a question, talk to Gregory, uh, try that number. And I will uh, interrupt him. Otherwise, he can go on with what he'd like to say. I'm also watching the chat room. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, there were a number of things that uh, I actually sent myself an email this morning, uh, uh, some notes on some things that have been going on. Uh, there was a, uh, uh article by Charlie Reese, uh, 545 versus 300 million people. It has to do with all these things that are getting passed and, and uh, uh Produced by uh, Congress in the United States, and I'm sure the same thing's going on in Australia and England. Uh, when I was listening to the Caps Law video this morning, uh, I could hear them talking about how some of these things have been already tried in England with disastrous effect. And uh, as many of you know, my own son-in-law is from England, so I know a little bit more about what's going on there. And Mark Venucci in Australia keeps us a little bit informed about what's going on in Australia. But really, our interest is what's going on in the kingdom. And the kingdom is where you go to serve God. Remember when Israel was in bondage in Egypt, they had to pay 20% of everything they earned to the government, and they called that slavery. And uh, the government had an autocratic control over many things in their lives, so much so that they were actually aborting their children. That's what it meant, casting out their brephos, their fetuses. That's what it says in the Bible. And uh, there was a great deal of abortion going on, even emphasized uh, where they would kill children uh, because of the economic pressures that eventually come in a socialist society where you say from each according to his means and to each according to his needs, you always end up with shortages and starvation and and a helpless society when that is the basic premise of your social structure. And that's where we've gone in the United States, and that's why we're headed for famine. Now, you, we've given a lot of evidence that the, there will be food shortages in the United States, etc., as well as many other countries and all worldwide. Uh, there's already an economic shortage, and that's why we have this huge recession that looks like it's compounding itself and going to make itself worse. And we would like to blame that on the 545 congressmen, senators, presidents, etc., as well as the maybe several million people that are in the bureaucracy that does the bidding of those gods who make laws for you. But the reality is it's our fault 
and this is why my message is so unpopular with many, is because I'm not up there rabble-rousing saying, those bad guys have taken away your rights. No, you bad guys have let your rights go because you have forgotten about your responsibilities. And that's why we're creating a network, so that you will have the opportunity of re- uh, accepting your responsibilities and going back and taking care of those responsibilities and serving one another accordingly by taking care of one another. And on Blog Talk, we just talked about uh, this uh, Good Samaritan uh, insurance, which I actually have a neighbor who does it. And uh, I don't know all the details, but basically what it is, you pay like a $150 membership a year, and then you pay a premium on top of that, but you pay it actually to people who need help. The check goes straight to the people who need help. And that's the way it should be in the kingdom, except for the fact that you need a little bit more oversight. Now, I know they try to have a little oversight. They want to contact the local minister. I know the local minister that they're contacting want to know if he attends church. Well... That's not enough. You need to know a lot more intimate information than the fact that a guy shows up in that church building and sits there once a week. You need to know that he's actually seeking the kingdom, following the gospel of Christ. Because in most churches, they're not preaching the gospel of Christ. They're not uh, teaching this message of responsibility and right to choose, but responsibility to choose. They aren't taking you out uh, away from the benefactors who exercise authority and teaching you how to serve God by serving one another. Love God by loving one another. They're teaching you to sit in the pew, tied to them, sing songs, feel good about your salvation, but they are actually teaching a damnable heresy. And that's why everybody's back in the bondage of Egypt again. If they were actually preaching the gospel of the kingdom, this whole country would have turned around and gone another way. Because the real doers, the real guys who get up in the morning, go to work, take care of their family, these are the people that make society work. The people on welfare, the bureaucrats who just go through the motions, who uh, uh, or the... Uh, uh, people in banking who suck the lives out of people, uh, taking away uh, a portion of their life at every opportunity. These guys aren't the ones who make the country run, but these are the ones who get rewarded in the system you've created for yourself because God is not in that system. That system is created by people who have rejected God, just like they did in the days of Saul, rejected God and created this system that is operating outside of the presence of God and is there for the purposes of punishing the wicked who keep looking to it, praying to it, seeking its power to control its neighbor, to provide for its social welfare. These are the people that are living by the sword. Everybody who is out there participating in that system is living by the sword. Now, I'm not faulting you for being in it. It's a clever clever system. It's a damnable heresy of a system. It's an outrageous system. Um, I just realized I should go back to the chat room and except I can't see it. <laughs> so I, uh, let's see. I think 
this will bring it up. Okay, I'm I back so I can see if you cue me anything. <laughs> oh, that okay. Um, uh, Paul, why don't you give that number again in case somebody? And when I get on a roll, a lot of times everybody just kind of goes into a stupor. Nobody calls, but we'll give that. Get get your pen and paper. We'll give you that number again if you want to try calling in. Uh, this is all experimental, so uh, don't feel bad if we screw this up. We're not going to feel bad, at least not for very long. Uh, it's so. not a stupor that we go into with <laughs> raptured listening experience. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've sat in front of, the, or stood in front of 100 people or 50 people at a time, and I see an awful lot of deer in the headlight looks. <laughs> that number again, area code 414. Three nine five two four four two, and if you're watching the telephone, it's two H H C. Just a little at the end there, two H H C. So anyway, that gives everybody a chance to uh, try to call in, and Paul will answer the phone probably. Uh, or we're not sure exactly how that works. We we're trying to figure out if we could turn this into kind of a switchboard operation. If you get if you call in, chances are, uh, and we answer that call, we'll try to answer it right away. Uh, and somebody else is calling in right behind you, they'll end up. We're not sure what they'll end up. They may go to an answering thing. They may go to a busy signal shortly afterwards, and we'll just try to take it one at a time. But if you if you call in right afterwards, I think we'll see that and we'll know that somebody else is trying to get in, and we won't keep the first caller too long. But you have to keep trying, and we'll see how this works. But anyway, uh, this this keys to the kingdom, uh, it's really so simple. It's people caring about other people enough to show up. Uh, when I was on tour, I talked about the wait a minute men. We don't have any minute men in this country anymore. Oh, sure, we can get a few guys to put on fatigues and march around in the woods and pretend to be the militia. Uh, and half of them and their associates are probably BATF officers. Uh, the reality is that's not really what makes a society great. Sure, we're going to need to be courageous rather than cowardly. Uh, but we're going to need to be caring rather than covetous. This is really what makes uh, people great, is that they care about one another. They care about righteousness. And remember, that's what we're supposed to be seeking. Seeking the kingdom of God, the right to be ruled by God, and seeking His righteousness. And I talked about Caps Law. Caps Law, because of uh, the Obama health care thing and then the uh, uh, also in the stimulus packages, this Cap, who's uh, uh, a Congress lady, I guess, supposed to be a very nice lady, but uh, really must be an absolute idiot. Uh, I shouldn't use the word idiot. I should probably use the word imbecile. I think that would be better uh, fitting. Uh, because she has put all these bills, uh, these uh, portions into the bills and uh, voted for every single one of these. And they do things like you lose control of your own retirement, which was supposedly your 401k. I never had a 401k. Uh, when, I'm, when I have nobody who will care about me and I cannot care for myself, I'm going to die. 
<laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's as simple as that. Uh, that's that's faith. You see, if you say, well, I, I don't have that kind of faith. I want to make sure somebody guarantees that they will take care of me. And I'll join this Social Security system, which we talked about that. Paul sent out an email in response to some things that I said and, and was actually a conversation on the Living Network about the fact that they, they said if, they, if the government closes down, uh, Social Security recipients don't have to worry because there was enough money coming in that month to pay all their needs. And, of course, that's exactly what Social Security is. It's a system of Corbin. You sacrifice so that... Okay, I'm getting a little bit of an echo suddenly. Uh, I don't know where that's coming from, but uh, it seems to have stopped. Anyway, uh, you sacrifice so that your neighbors in your society can take care of the widows and orphans of your society, the needy of your society. And that sacrifice is gone. It's burned up. You don't get any any of it. None of that money is on deposit for you. That's what you have laid on the altars that you worship at. Because you serve your neighbors by paying into Social Security. You serve the needy of your society by paying into Social Security. That's not on deposit for you. One of the last articles I was able to write for newswithviews.com, under Brother Gregory, you'll see that there is no obligation to provide any benefit for you while you pay into Social Security. As a matter of fact, that's very specific from the beginning. It's not on deposit for you. It's there to take care of the needy that day. And that's what the altars of Abraham were for. So what's the difference between the altars of Abraham and the altars of Moses and the altars of Jesus Christ and the altars that you are now sacrificing on? We don't use a gun. We don't use a sword. All those people that are in these socialist systems in England, Australia, New Guinea, wherever you're at, those people are living by the sword. They're guaranteed to have money for their social welfare because somebody went out and forced somebody else to contribute to their welfare at the threat of imprisonment, confiscation, and that all backed up by a gun and a sword. They're living by the sword. And they'll die by that sword. They will be betrayed in that system of Babylon. And when it burns, when it collapses, they will have nothing and, and deserve nothing. Because they aren't giving from the heart, from choice. Can you see how that would change the society? That those who take care of you in the time of need are forced to do so at the point of a gun? As opposed to a society where people actually come to your aid because they care about you? Which society do you want to live in? That's the choice between the kingdom of God and the kingdoms of the world. Jesus' kingdom is not a part of the world. That world. That Roman, Pax Romana, that new world order. It is separate. Therefore, some of its people should be separate. But not separate for separate's sake. Separate for Christ's sake. 
Now, you could tell me that you're separate for Christ's sake, but don't tell me. Show me. Jesus came to serve, not be served. He didn't come to get out of income tax, but to give all that he was given away. When he was hungry, speaking for hours. And he said, you know, they said there's no food. They're talking about their food. Send these people away to go get some food for us too. They're the ministers. Jesus said, anybody got any food? Somebody came right up. Well, I am. I'm going to give to Jesus. He's the speaker. Very charismatic. And what did he do with it? Did he gobble it up? He gave it away. And he shamed the people. Why weren't they sharing like that? He came to serve. So I actually overheard somebody talking when we... You know, the meetings when we were traveling around, they often ran way over to us. And uh falling asleep on the swather yesterday. <laughs> I don't see anybody calling. <laughs> I know you're out there. Yeah, there's so, been one one call. Um, we have to reestablish this this uh, conference at the break because I can't conference them in unless I initiate it. So when the half hour comes along, we can re- reestablish the call. I'll call in and, and conference you in. Okay, so uh, uh, then I'll Thank disconnect you. at the break and then... Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll connect and then I'll I'll get you in. Okay. Okay, and then I'll just see that coming in on my screen, theoretically. So I should hang up at the break. Yes. Okay. And that should be coming up in a few minutes here. And uh, that will give us time to reposition the troops <laughs> so that we can take calls. So everybody uh, who wrote down that number, you give that number one more time so that we'll just have a flood of calls coming. <laughs> Area code 414-395-2442. So anyway, the theme here is ask not what we can do for you. Ask rather what you can do for the kingdom. Uh, this is this is the nature of Christ. If Christ is in you, I shouldn't have to tell you that. You should be thinking, what can I do? Because you're supposed to be seeking the kingdom of God, the right to be ruled by God. Everybody wants to have the right of liberty and free choice. Well, I, I, don't, I can't really say everybody, but a lot of people do. <laughs> That's easy to find people who want liberty. But... Who wants to do it righteously without forcing their neighbor to contribute to their welfare? And and you can see this nation, they're worried about socialism. Oh, socialism's coming. Some people are worried about it. Some people love it. They're embracing it. They're, they're begging for it. Uh, but others are worried about it. Well, you've already let the camel in. You've had socialism for years in this society. It's just now you just don't want too much socialism. It's either or. It's not, well, you know, uh, take a little poison and not so much poison. I don't want to die all at once. I want to die a little at a time. (laughs) So you you can't, it's that camel's nose in the tent. Once you get his nose in the tent, before you know it, the whole camel's in the tent. He, He has a way of getting in. And I haven't seen that too much, but I used to have a dog that used to lay on... He was only supposed to lay on 
the little rug by the front door. And he, you know, he would, you wouldn't actually see him move, but he could just creep across. <laughs> he dragged the rug with him. <laughs> so anyway, we got one minute to break, and when we come back, you guys can call in. If not, I'll be, once we get rehooked up, I'll be looking at my notes and see what else we can talk about. I've got a bunch of notes here. Uh, that I've been keeping during the week so we can go over some of the things that came up on the Living Network, which everybody should be a part of at hisholychurch.org. Or the little guy with a net. Go find the Living Network in your area. Make contact. Fight the fight. We are here to equip you. Because you love the truth, LibertyRadioLive.com. The program you are listening to is 100% sponsored by you, the listener, on this First Amendment rights media channel. You will notice that there are few commercials on this radio network. There's a good reason for that. Corporate advertising dollars come with strings that limit program content. So without your help, these programs cannot continue on Internet or our several affiliates. If you benefit by the educational law programs, we ask you to give. If you are admonished or nurtured by the Bible and ministry programs, we ask you to give. If some voice a cause that you are passionate about, we ask you to give. If you believe in any of these, we ask you to support them as you would a missionary on a continual basis, as if giving a tithe for Missionary Radio. These programs are not commercially viable and must be supported by those faithful to the cause of truth. Look for the button to sponsor your favorite programs at our Listen and Schedule pages on the Internet. Then, when you subscribe, we will send you the last quarterly MP3 CD of that program immediately and continue to do so with each new quarter. We will also give you unlimited archive access to all of our programs. We're asking you to give much less than a tithe so that you may also send support directly to a particular program host, cause, and anywhere else the Spirit may lead you. Do all to the glory of our God and Creator, for His holy nation, the only kingdom that will last forever. Thank you for listening. If you read the history books, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free? Or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. 
war of federal aggression. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of federal aggression. Get it today. Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. Welcome back to Keys to the Kingdom. Uh, We may be having callers here shortly. Uh, I did want to talk about... A uh, couple of things as we're going. I uh, can't have both screens up at the same time. Um, University of Michigan study found that older people who are helpful to relatives, neighbors, or friends delay their risk of dying by nearly 60% over their peers who don't provide practical help or emotional support to others. Uh, there is a plague of depression in this country. And I know that it's coming from our selfish nature. You would not be depressed if you were thinking about others as much as you're thinking about yourselves. You need to change the way in which you actually are living. Christians should not be on depression medication. They shouldn't need it. Now, I'm not going to prescribe one way or the other, but there are other solutions. You don't need to be depressed. You should be filled with the joy of Christ in you and not be depressed. And if you are depressed, that's a sign that something is wrong and you need to change something somewhere. Adding more drugs to your diet is not really the solution. Another thing that came out over the Living Network uh, is that uh, uh, there was a, a, I can't think of the link, I think it was uh, Nevada 3P, NV3P.2Freedom, uh, the number 2, freedom.com. And they had a little quiz there, and it gave seven questions, and if you didn't, if you were answering some of these seven questions a certain way, they said that you were below the average of a 13th century peasant when it came on the freedom scale. And, you know, one of the statistics that I came across over the years is that during the height of Tsarist Russia, the peasant had to pay 10% of what he earned to the government. And he was considered a slave subject, a peasant, because he had to give 10% of his work day to the government of what he produced. Uh, so you would be better off as a peasant in Tsarist Russia than you would be today in America. Uh, I believe we have a new caller coming in. I should recognize that number. <laughs> I recognize that laugh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't get the dogs to bark, or you'd really recognize who it was. <laughs> well, let's not try that. <laughs> it would definitely not be a surprise at that point. Um, I know we're talking about the kingdom, and I know we're talking about getting involved in it and all those things. Um, however, there's some practical things that I think um, I'd like to see addressed. Um, actually, one of the things that I'd like to do is try to get um, Rouse 
rouse Jeff's spirit again. So let me see what I can do here. Because um, every time I do, then he calls in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I realize that we're trying to get to the kingdom of God. Um, I realize that actually that would mean, um, I believe, uh, taking care of all the obligations that we have to basically Caesar at this point, and then moving on. Practically, though, uh, we have people who have left this the, the kingdom of the man, the government of man, and joined the government of God. However, in the process, what they're finding and discovering is that they get pulled over because they get pulled over because they don't have a quasi-legitimate driver's license or a legitimate tag on their car, and then they get hauled into court, and some of them wind up with jail time, and um, they become very much, in a sense, persecuted because of what they're doing. So how do we address those issues, or how do we come together as maybe a congregation and address those issues? Because um, they're just sitting out there by themselves um, and trying to fight these 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 tyrants, I guess is a good word. Right. Well, they, uh, on the driver's license issue, it, it really, to me, for a long time, I went and got the driver's license. It was really a quandary for me. I knew it was a contract. Uh, I knew it was based on if you're a resident of a state that you have to go get a driver's license to operate one of their vehicles because if it has their tags and license plates on it, uh, it's VIN numbers registered, you have legal title, and they regulate the use of that object. The same as you pay property tax for the use of the property you think you own, you also pay a uh, use tax when you buy the stickers for your car. So if you took those stickers and license plates off, uh, I think somebody has to mute their computer. I did that. Just did. I just okay. did that. Yeah. You just yep. did that. You're <laughs> muted. Or I'm muted or somebody's muted. <laughs> anyway, the uh, so you had this legal title problem that if, and if you take your license off, put Embassy of Heaven license plates on there, you're liable to be pulled over and they're going to think you're a wacko uh, from uh, state in Oregon. Uh uh, the reality is is that uh, I understand all these issues, and I couldn't find the solution. I had written the book, Covenants of the Gods, explaining that you don't really own your property. You don't really own your car. Uh, it, the, the legal title is a regulated title. You can get a license from the state if you're a resident in the state. I got it, but I knew that there was something coming that would give me an excuse not to get the license and still be righteous in my approach and have an arguable explanation of why I'm doing it. And what it was was, uh, and I saw it before it even became law, it was in the Insurance Portability Act of 1998, uh, down there in sections 511, 512, and 513, established by the gods of Washington, D.C., that you could not get a driver's license, marriage license, or any type of business license whatsoever from any state in the United States if you did not give them a Social Security number. Now, I had opted out of Social Security many years before. Uh, because I realized that it was the Corbin of the Pharisees and it made the Word of God to none effect. I realized it was a, it was an option 
that you could take. And they actually have laws that ministers uh, of Christ's church, according to Christ's designation, don't need to be in Social Security and can waive all their rights to Social Security and its benefits. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, and they were okay with it at the time, many years before. But now they're saying that if you want to get that license, you have to give them a Social Security number, quote-unquote, that you have for benefit purposes. That's the way you have to give them. Or they won't give you a license. So we're not licensable in their state anymore. Now, they've also added with that a additional proof for residency. You have to prove residency. I don't know if I could prove residency either. So I can't get one of their licenses anymore. So I went to another government called the church, and I got a license from that. Now, a lot of guys I know just don't want to have a driver's license, and they won't apply for it. They have a Social Security number. They have a job as a Social Security uh, recipient and payee. Uh, We're hearing, uh, is that you? That's me. <laughs> That's a little distracting. <laughs> I don't know. Can, can she mute her microphone? There. What, Actually, I'm on a telephone. Is what I am. I'm on my own home telephone. So. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Paul. Let me see what probably. I can do to mute. Okay. <laughs> I'll cover up. I'll, I'll try to cover up the noise. <laughs> I'll hum. <laughs> Sounds like my stomach after no breakfast. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, is that, okay, you've got uh, the ministers of his holy church, if and, and this is all explained in the free church report, under the position that Christ took, which is actually the position that Moses took, that ministers cannot have any personal estate, they can't have any right to Social Security from another government, they can't serve two masters, they have to be in the Social Security system of the church, which is operating on faith, open charity. Now, if they drag you into court and they say, well, I don't know if we can recognize your license, and and I know people that are listening right now that have this has happened to, and the judge was very interested in the fact that that law that was passed with the uh, Portability Insurance Act has now been codified in the U.S. codes. I believe it's Title 42, Section 666, <laughs> which I thought, whoa, where did they get that? It says that if you don't have a Social Security number, you can't get any kind of license from any state. So he, that suddenly perked up the ears of the judge, and he said that, you know, you've got my attention now when he heard that, because he was a student of the Bible. And he's, he's saying, whoa, you can't get uh, bank accounts, uh, debit cards, uh, you can't get checking accounts, you can't get any of those things, you can't get a job. Uh, practically speaking, now legally you could, but practically speaking, it's very difficult. If you don't have that number, you can't have that number and be an ordained minister of Christ's church. According to Christ's direction, which we won't go into all right now, I know that's controversial, but we'll have to get that on another call. And so we got a license from our church. Now, ultimately, the judge decided against that individual, but he did it because he said, I don't know, and he said it, right? I think it was that was his words. I don't know if we can accept the license from the church because then all churches could do this. All churches can do this. 
Most churches are corporations of the state. They're not corporations of Christ. They're not, not a part of the body of Christ. They're a part of the body of the state. Most churches have filed a 1023 and are strictly regulated by the IRS. Most churches, ministers, have not given up their personal estate. As a matter of fact, they're, many of them are extremely rich. Uh, and getting richer off of their church and uh, doing all kinds of other dastardly, terrible things. They haven't come to serve. They're not preaching the gospel of the kingdom. They are very much a part of the world. And so what you need to do, if you, if you want to be separate, and, uh, you know, we have people that, uh, uh, quite a few of them, who don't want to get the new driver's license, but still have jobs in the system with a Social Security number. Uh, they should be working to protect those ministers who can't get a job because they haven't used a Social Security number in 30 years. <laughs> they should be supporting those people so that they will go in and deal with the princes and the gods of this world, those of you who understand that the gods many are simply the judges that you're talking about being dragged before. And they make this argument that, hey, we are separate from the system. We belong to the church established by Jesus Christ, and we're not a part of your world. You have excluded us from getting any of your licenses. You can't say that we don't have a license. We do. You can say that you don't recognize the church, but your courts have already done that. They've recognized the Vatican. They've recognized the Greek Orthodox. And they recognize them because they claim to be the kingdom of God. We claim to be the kingdom of God. Now, ultimately, they may persecute you anyway, depending on what judge you get, because there is no, there is no order in the New World Order. You, you, get, you, you get on a plane with church ID and you fly to a place... And then, <coughs> excuse me, and you want to fly back, and suddenly the same people working for the same people suddenly say your ID is no good. And they're not going to let you fly back. Well, I got here, and they accepted this ID. Why aren't you letting me get back? Well, I don't care. Uh, do, I don't even need ID in order to fly domestically. Uh, I don't care. They don't even follow their own rules, and the judges will do the same. And I can show you first century church cases where they did the same. We need to be really doing what Christ said and not simply saying, I don't want to get your driver's license. If you're driving one of their cars where the VIN number is registered in their system, you got to get their permission to use it. And license is the permission to use their car. It's not your okay. car, it's their car. Okay, so how do I get their car, which is my car, out of their system? And it becomes, and, and then the estate issue. There's two things there. Um, that that's the first issue. And then um, without an estate, well, then where do you live? And how do you live? I mean, how do you find a place to live? Because everything is either mortgaged or it's, um, or it's um, it, it may be yours, but if it's you're not supposed to own anything, then how does a minister? Where does a minister find a place to live? I under, I think right. I know part of that answer, but I yeah. want you to answer it, please. Right. Uh, well, the church can own property. Uh, the church has always owned property. For some reason or other, because of one little tiny quote in the, the Bible where they owned all things in common, 
uh, everybody thinks that, uh, oh, well, that was a socialist state. Somebody was saying right. that the early church was a socialist state. Well, it's socialism without the gun, again, which is the topic of the earlier part of the radio program. Uh, it was socialism by faith, hope, and charity. Well, show me the congregations that are gathering together to help buy property, first for their minister, who, if he's an ordained minister, I mean, you can be a licensed or commissioned minister and still be in the system, but that you're going to need a body of these ordained ministers who form congregations we call orders, congregations of ordained ministers, and they can hold property in common. Individually, you know, ten ministers like that and their families can hold property in common. Doesn't have to be a lot of property. Uh, they can rent where they're at uh, or, you know, whatever. But they need to start owning some property that's off the tax rolls that they hold in common. And each different congregation holds that completely in common. One of the principles to this, and it, it ends up being a part of the legal uh, Christ was very clever legally <laughs> setting this up. If every order is autonomous, uh, they don't own, this order doesn't own your prop, this order's property over here in common with them, unless everybody in this order dies. And then they would take over that property and should distribute it, whoever their overseer was, distribute it laterally in the network. This way, the state can't come in and say, well, uh, you know, all these people are dead. We take it over because you have other orders in this network. You see, what they've done is they've crowned corporations king in this country. And corporations don't die. That, that puts us all the people at a decided disadvantage. This is a multi-layered problem. They've also they got inheritance tax because you never owned anything. All these things are diametrically opposed to the teachings of the gospel as well as the Old Testament. But the church owned property clearly in the first century and the second century and by the third century we have court cases still available that shows property was being returned to the church and what was that property used for it was used by the ordained ministers who have come not simply to get out of the system but to provide an alternative system to the people because they came to serve, not just to save themselves. They actually sacrificed themselves daily so that others may be free. I cannot get most people out of the system right now. If you have a Social Security and a job that provides you for your family with a Social Security number, you should pay your tally of bricks and start building the network so that you will have a field to go to that you can glean your benefits from. This is what the, the the church was doing in Egypt. They were in bondage. They still had to pay their tally of bricks, but they began to glean in the field at night for their straw, their benefits. In other words, start providing for one another. We should have every congregation of records should become automatically a Good Samaritan project where they're taking care of the needy of their society. And if you were actually doing that on a national and international basis, you would be coming up with alternative solutions to your health, alternative solutions to everything, education, everything. You would not need to pray to the men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority. You can't just jump out of the system. 
That's the walk the plank idea. And I've seen it disastrous for 30 years for people. Uh, it, you need to build that network that was the kingdom. Two or more gathered together in my name, there also I am. Well, we need more than two. And, of course, Christ was saying at least you've got to start somewhere with that small step. And that means congregations of record who are actually coming together, not just to do a token, help each other out, but actually do real things. And those congregations of record should support their minister. He may be working in the system still. And those ministers should be supporting those people who can't go out and get a job because they haven't used a Social Security number in 30 years and because they have decided to walk this walk by faith. And let them take this case. If you can't get those guys operating a vehicle with a church license, uh, you're not going to get yourselves operating. And I, have everybody, I get a lot of people asking, well, how do I do it? Well, that's all about I again. How do we do it as a people, as a nation? If you can't get your ordained ministers who are actually spending their life serving you by trying to bring you together as as the scattered flock you are and bring you together as that sheep on the desert. Uh, how in the world can we do it individually for everybody? You, you need to be friends with the unrighteous mammon. I don't want everybody crippling themselves so they can't get a job by throwing away their Social Security number and their driver's license. I want them to start coming together and seeking that kingdom and its righteousness in their actions in their daily walk. And that means form congregations of record. Start helping one another out with baby steps. You may still have social insurance out there. Many of the people that are listening may be on Social Security. I'm not saying get rid of all that now, but start building the alternative. You know, don't jump in the water, start swimming uh, for the shore, you're too far out to see. <laughs> Start building the lifeboats. But the church can own property if the church is a body of men outside of the world system, no social securities in the orders, and uh, operating uh, a social welfare system by faith, open charity. But if your ordained ministers are starving, they're not going to be able to feed you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people should draw a picture. Your ordained ministers are Congress, the Senate, the President of the United States, uh, the people working down on the Social Security uh, Welfare Office. Those are your priests. Those are your ministers. If you're seeking the kingdom, if you're following the ways of Christ, you should have church ministers not using a sword, not a gun, not kicking in your door, but still supporting them. Now, that means we're going to have to tighten a belt. I actually had to punch two new holes in my belt, my, my physical belt I'm wearing right now, day before yesterday. Because <laughs> uh, my pants was coming down. <laughs> Happens every haying. Uh, that's the way it is out here. I, I start losing weight in the middle of the summer, or I'll have to start gaining it back like a bear. It'll be confiscated. It doesn't mean that we travel down the road to call them back or not. We got interrupted the last time, Mark Moore. But uh, uh, that, there are ways to do this. Free Church Report, you, you can't imagine how much information is in that Free Church Report between the lines and in the footnotes. Uh, 
on how to do this. Like I said, we've gone to Washington, D.C. We've shown this to some of the top attorneys in the United States, and they were, they said, you know, they were trying one particular and more. And our sponsors. <laughs> You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Now listen to me. The Bible says, Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Government Takeover of the Church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church, the whore that rides the beast. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD. Government Takeover of the Church. Who will tell them if not you? Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. Now listen to me. Fight the fight. We are here to equip you because you love the truth. LibertyRadioLive.com. Welcome back to Keys to the Kingdom. Uh, we were doing some testing. Uh, Phyllis uh, hopped off the air for right now, but uh, her question is is legitimate, and she's not the only one who's asking it. I'm trying to get untangled here from my wires, which are all over the place. Uh, the uh, The reality is is that uh, uh, you. You have to approach this thinking about others as much as you think about yourself. And this is uh, very important. I want to ask uh, those of you who listened uh, on the radio and could hear the commercial break. Uh, I asked at one point Paul if he could hear me, and uh, he evidently could hear me. But I'm curious, did you hear me over the commercial? <laughs> I think the station automatically mutes us. And so if any of you want to send me an email and let me know that you didn't hear me during the commercial and you actually heard the commercial break, 
uh, let me know that you didn't hear me. If you did hear me, let me know. And then we can actually have conversations while on the break to prepare for when we're no longer on the break again. So anyway, uh, uh, the uh, this very simple concept of loving your neighbor as much as yourself, loving your neighbor's rights as much as your, your own rights, loving your neighbor's liberty as much as your own liberty, is an absolute in the kingdom. You have to have that, or you don't believe in Jesus Christ. If you don't believe what he said, you don't believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, we got another caller, and it's I don't think it's Phyllis. <laughs> Who is this? This is Ella Sheba, and you asked a question, and no, we didn't hear your questions over the... Um, Oh, okay. You didn't hear it over there. So uh, that means that Paul and I can actually, or whoever is our guest host, can talk probably during the breaks and, and get some of these problems ironed out. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen your email. Uh, you've just joined the group uh, uh, there. Uh, is there any questions that you have that you would like on this radio show? Mm, probably not on the show. Okay, well, you're on the show right now, so we'll let you go. <laughs> but thanks for that information. That will help us out during the next break. So, You're welcome. Okay. So, Paul, should we give out the number one more time for other people to call in? Yes, it's uh, area code 414-395-2442. Okay. And, uh, oops. I just blinked off. I hope I didn't just shut down. <laughs> I clicked on some. Okay, we're still okay here. Um, okay, now I still see. Uh, oh no, it's it's gone now. Okay. Um, so anyway, that you know, the, it's it's so amazing to me after studying law for years and writing the book Covenants of the Gods, and. You know, it, it only took me 15 years to write that book. I think it was. <laughs> it's about 10 years, really. Uh, it only took me a couple of months to write the first chapter from when I first started going back and looking at the law, uh, which was holy matrimony versus marriage. But like I, I've said in the book and uh, and said since, there's no solution in the book. It's just explaining the problem. The problem is that we've been looking in all the wrong places, as the song goes. Um uh, and uh, looking, I think the way that song is looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, they don't love you in the world in the system. They uh, they may tell you that at election time, but they don't really love you. They actually despise you. They have contempt for you. Uh, they look at you, you know, uh, like Kissinger as peons. Uh, it's nothing more than human resources as the ignorant masses. And they could care less whether you live or die uh, as long as they have enough to, of you to serve them and give them power. Uh, it is the reverse in the kingdom. So to be a minister in the kingdom isn't to be self-righteous, but to seek the righteousness of God. And to seek the righteousness of God, you have to seek the humility of Christ. And to seek the humility of Christ, you have to come to serve rather than be served. So show me the men who want to serve others, and I will show you the men that qualify as ministers of his holy church. 
it's not my holy church, it's his holy church. And if you come with that intention to help others, you qualify. Now, if you want to help a little bit, you can become a contact minister in your local area. You will be the representative in your county, in your state, in your community for the kingdom of God and all those people seeking for God in that area. And if you can't get a tight, uh, big group in that area, then reach out to the next area and you have a bigger area and a broader group. But, <coughs> excuse me, as more people come on the group, you can, you can consolidate that group tighter and tighter and tighter. And it's a learn-as-you-go thing. You'll learn to serve as you go. So you need to form congregations of record. Why of record? Because then we know you're there. You stand up so that you're seen by us. Now, yeah, you might be seen a little bit by the world, but we actually make that a little bit difficult. I believe that if Homeland Security is watching what we do, we'll get some converts in Homeland Security. They don't know who it is God is writing on the hearts of. They, they look for dedicated, loyal people. We're looking for dedicated, loyal people. They're looking for people with courage. We're looking for people with courage. The thing that they're, they're not looking for is people who will stand up for righteousness. And they can't tell who that is because they can't say, Will only the unrighteous please apply? <laughs> They're not going to say that. So they don't know what Saul will become Paul in their own midst. Now that sounds like Phyllis. Is that Phyllis that's come back on? Yeah, she's back on again. She's come back for another round. that telephone number. So. <laughs> I want to call me on my cell phone, you know, and... um. <laughs> Uh, on um, the other one, the um, talk, the blog talk. You, uh, I never want to talk, but you always try to get me there. So anyway, um, you know, as we're talking about this, we're talking about kind of like congregations of record. In a way, we are. Um, what is the distinction between um, a minister and a minister of a congregation? And a an ordained minister are they the same or are they two separate, different, and distinct um, uh, things? Okay, now we're, we're ultimately somebody once said we're all ministers. Absolutely the case. Every single member of a congregation, every single person who seeks Christ, must be a minister also. But we have designations in order to identify a particular role or you know. Uh, uh, position in you know like if you're if you're uh, working in a kitchen you have uh, the main course cook and you have the salad and the dessert cook and you got all these different uh, designations and the same is true uh, uh, in the church and so the world has two designations that you find in the codes one is a commission minister and the other one is a licensed minister. And I know a lot of people uh, cringe at the term licensed minister. But watch how we do this. And I'll explain this for those of you. Uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with a legal beast. 
you have to fight it on the basis of Christ, but you're still dealing with the claws and fangs of a beast. You know, you you know, if you're going to uh, catch a rattlesnake, you got to know which end is dangerous, and it's not the one making all the noise. It's the other end that's dangerous. So you got to know what you're doing. So okay, we got licensed mission uh, ministers and commission ministers. We'll start with commission ministers. That's the easy one. A commissioned minister is a minister with com a mission. Mission, commission. He is a missionary. What is a missionary? He is someone who another congregation or congregation of ministers has sent out on a mission. Now, his mission could be to go to Africa and preach the gospel. His mission might be to take the laundry to the laundromat. Uh, whatever the mission is, he's on a mission. And basically, he doesn't have a congregation. He is sent out on a mission. But the authority by which he goes comes from whoever gave him that commission. So that's a commission minister. So now, in order to understand that, let's look at licensed minister. Why is that different? A licensed minister is a minister of a congregation. Now, who has licensed him to be a minister? The congregation. Go ahead. You were going to say? No, the people. Yeah. The people. Yeah, the people and the congregation. They say, will you be our minister? And they write on a piece of paper that I choose this man to be a minister. Well, that's easy to sign a piece of paper. They also give him a token. Just like you do when you get married. You give somebody a token. But it's a burnt offering, so you give it up entirely. I give them this, and I want. Th- I do this because I believe that they're a minister of Christ, and they will use this object that I want to give to Christ, but I'll give to him. Like the old joke where the three ministers are talking about how they divide up uh, their uh, what they receive you know, what goes to God and what they keep for themselves. And one minister says, I draw a little circle in the middle of the church and I throw the money up in the air and everything that falls within the little circle I keep for myself and the rest I use for the church. And the other minister says, well, I draw a big circle in the church and throw the money up in the air. Whatever falls outside the circle I keep for myself and whatever falls inside the big circle I leave for the use of the church. And uh, the last guy was a rabbi, and he says, I do my very much the same. I take the money, I throw it up in the air, and I figure out whatever God wants, he can keep. And the rest of it he keeps for himself. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, the reality is a licensed minister is licensed by the people who say and bear witness, two or more bear witness, I I want this man to be my minister. We do the same principle with a contact minister. Two people pick a contact minister. And they say, I want this person to be my contact minister. And they're their contact minister. Now, if they want to be put on the groups that I've sponsored for contact ministers, if they want me to put them up on the web page as a contact minister uh, of our efforts here, then they have to send me a picture and a blurb and agree to the terms of being this contact minister, which is trying to keep people in contact. Uh, 
not only in their local congregation, but with all the other congregations. But a licensed minister is simply someone who has been given license to be their minister. He couldn't be their minister unless they gave him permission. So it's all about choices again. They give... They have the choice of picking their minister. It's not appointed by the Pope or by an archbishop or a bishop. It's appointed by them. We want this man to be our minister. And he has to accept that and somebody else bear witness to it. Uh, the person who bears witness is not a party to that licensing operation. He is simply bearing witness that that operation took place. So that's a licensed minister. Now an ordained minister, and there we go on this in the Free Church Report in more detail. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, in more detail, but uh, in, um, there are several words in the Greek that are translated ordained. An ordained minister is someone who is complied with the specific directions of Christ. He has given up any personal estate and has sought to be a full-time, dedicated minister of Christ. Uh, he is absolutely dependent upon uh, his own tent-making or the contributions of the people in order to sustain himself as a minister of Christ. He does not own own any property as his own. Now, in order to fulfill that position, he needs to establish an order with other people. But they need to be other people that have taken and made that same choice. And that's what we would call an ordained minister. And that's to, in order to establish that the church is a separate jurisdiction from the world. Now, Christ did his part, but in order for us to be a part of that establishment, we need to have ordained ministers who are not in the world at all. Not, uh, I mean, they're in the world, but not of the world at all. They don't have a designated... They're not employees of the federal government with an employee identification number. They're employees of Christ. And... The, Christ does not give out an employee identification number. So the only way you can prove that is by other people bearing witness. So when uh, someone who is uh, given permission to be a minister of a congregation comes to me and says, Will you sanctify my uh, choice as minister and my acceptance of that position as minister? What does that mean, sanctify, make holy, make separate? Yeah, when I recognize that, and when other ordained ministers recognize that, you can find ordained ministers all over the world. You don't have to go to me. But they may put all kinds of other stipulations and regulations on you. You know, I'm sure the Jesuits, they might ordain you too. <laughs> we don't ordain you. We recognize that you're ordained of God. We recognize that you've been licensed by the people. We recognize that you're on a mission. And we verify that through letters of credence, which is a term used by governments for letters that they apply as evidence that this is an ambassador or this is uh, someone who's uh, working for us. or this. And, of course, they're not working for us. Us are working for Christ. It's all the basic principles in law and government, but these are what these three things are. Now, 
Again, we don't want to depend on self-testimony, but the testimony of others. So I don't know. Do you think that answered your question, Phyllis? Or Absolutely. I believe so. In insufficient. Um, um, the, it's kind of important to know that simply because as you, even as you read the book, as you read uh, Free Church Report, it's kind of nice to know those distinctions and have a pretty good idea of what they are. So when you're reading the book and you look at those, um, sometimes for me it's not always clear what they are, but, so I like the explanation. So thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, I see, uh, Paul, Paul, you've got here added a particular number is, uh, in the chat room I hear. Uh, that just have means anything to do with me? <laughs> no, it just means I added them to the conference. Okay, but the that's one that not you see there is the number. last caller. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. That was the lady who told us that we we can't be heard on break when we talk. So we'll try that on the next break. Um, so, any other questions, Phyllis? Is there anybody else who wants to call in with a question? Um, I don't know if we have another. Uh, there's actually a. You're on a chat room for the radio station too. Is that right, Paul? That's correct. And so I don't know. Has there been any activity in that chat room? There has, but there aren't any questions for Gregory. <laughs> okay, chat room and its life of its own. <laughs> I, I I think it's interesting. We could actually make a chart that, that when I get real interesting topic. The chat room quiets down. <laughs> Must but be a good one today. Goes off on its own, but uh, <laughs> okay, it's pretty quiet in the chat room. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Did you have any other questions, Phyllis, or should we try to get somebody else to call in? Well, let's get somebody else to call in. I wish you all a good day and a good weekend, and blessings on everyone that's out there. Bye now. Thanks for so, calling in, Phyllis. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Let's see. let's see if we can't get some other voices out there who have the courage to call in on the number, which I need to write that number down so that is that the one four one four one four 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 six no okay four one four four one yeah. four three nine five two four four two okay. I have nothing to write with, really. That's all right. I remember it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, someday I might be doing this by myself again. So, uh, uh, But anyway, uh, so we know that people can call in on that number. We're paying a little extra money, or I guess Paul paid that number uh, for that number. Uh, I do have that number written down here. Uh, and... Uh, uh, that's so that you guys can call in with your questions. And uh, then when you call me during the week with questions, I'll say, how come you didn't ask this on the radio? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, do you only want the answer for yourself, or don't you want to share it with the radio audience, too? <laughs> then I get to hang up on them. <laughs> <laughs> get back to swathing, right? <laughs> there is a question in the chat room. Uh, you mentioned a CAPS Law video. Is there a link for that? Yeah, there is. Uh, and uh, I, it's in the emails that we got uh, today. It actually came from somebody in Florida, 
And right offhand, let's see. Oh, there. I think it's here. Um, I think this is the guy's. Yeah. It was uh, Ellen, uh, Mary Ellen, who sent this uh, in. And uh, let's see if it shows me the link. Uh, it's uh, I think you can probably find it at dailywealth.com. And, of course, they're, I think they're promoting uh, gold and silver or something there. Uh, I don't know what their actual promotion is, but they've uh, had the finances to make this video. And there's a doctor there who uh, speaks about uh, this CAPS law. And uh, uh, it says implica implica implications of CAPS law. And I and I don't know what the exact link is, but uh, link is, but uh, I know it has to do uh, with the Steve. Uh, Hello. Can you okay, we got another caller. We do. Can you hear us? Anyway, we can give you that other link. Uh, we can give you that other link uh, if you join the Living Network. <laughs> <laughs> well, and ask the question there. Somebody will see it. I'll send you the link. But anyway, who's this? Is this uh, Jeff? Uh, who's the? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not Jeff. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, this is Claude. <laughs> okay, Claude. Okay. Okay. I can't recognize I, the numbers. I was trying to catch the voice. What's up, Claude? Okay, well, what I'm doing is I'm, uh, I've got to, because there's a delay, I have to switch from one headset to the other because I'm on the phone now. I, I'm in the chat room. Uh, okay. The problem, I have a problem and a question uh, how to uh, handle it uh, price-like, okay? I canceled the driver's license that was issued to me in, I canceled it in 2001. However, a couple, two, three years later, uh, of course, you get stopped, and then they, they, uh, the state did powers that need did not cancel the license, even though I did. And it's caused me numerous problems ever since. I've been incarcerated. I've, I've been the gamut. <laughs> How do we uh, deal with that? Okay, is this the Doug that I met in Carolinas? No, this is Claude. C L A U D. Oh, this is Claude. Okay. I, 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 I let you. Oh, in. I forgot your name already. And you've only been on for 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I don't I remember anybody that wouldn't trip. I met you in Massachusetts. Okay. I, I gave you a card. Of, uh, oh, okay. Because okay. I wanted to get some, uh, I wanted to get some uh, video to put on the local access station. Right. But Okay. Yeah, well, the best way to uh, get our video, and, and uh, supposedly somebody's been working on that video the last few days. Uh, I haven't got her, uh, I haven't seen the results of it. But uh, anyway, uh, again, they're not going to recognize that you canceled your driver's license. Uh, I've, when I, uh, I tried to get the record that I once had a driver's license, I had a driver's license in California once, I had one in Minnesota once. 
and I had one in Oregon once, and they've all expired, and uh, there's no state in the United States where I can renew one unless I use a Social Security number, which I cannot use because I waived all rights to Social Security according to their law when I became an ordained minister of the church. as soon as I discovered that I had to waive the rights to that Social Security number for benefit purposes, and uh, but they won't expunge the record. They, they still show that I have an expired license in the state of Oregon. Uh, and I, I don't have an expired license. Uh, and I was stopped in New Jersey. I wasn't stopped. I was actually creamed in New Jersey. <laughs> Somebody hit me and knocked me into the side of the road. I actually had premonitions all day long that something was going to happen. And when I finally felt this car banging against the side of my car, I thought, oh, well, there it is. It's happening. (laughs) And they did everything they could to push me into the side rail. And it wasn't hurt too badly. And uh, eventually a cop came and uh, did not give me a ticket at the time. But uh, found out that there was an expired license and said I was traveling with, you know, driving with an expired license, uh, eventually in a report. Uh, I wasn't traveling with an expired license. I don't have it. Uh, Actually, a miraculous event took place. When the license expired, it disappeared. We can't find it anywhere in our house. (laughs) It is, it is, we don't know what happened to it. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to send it back. It just viscerated uh, and we have looked high and low for it but uh, I don't know where it is. <laughs> so we weren't traveling with an expired license we were using a church license and he accepted it at the time but later on they decided to issue a ticket uh, I've addressed that now that I've discovered that they issued a ticket I didn't know for some time but uh, I don't know what's going to come of that They're, they are not going to let them go. you go uh, generally speaking, they will not let you go. Uh, they, you can't just say, Pharaoh, I've decided I don't want to be a part of your system anymore and I'm leaving. Uh, well, you could, but you better leave Egyptian jurisdiction uh, entirely. That's not what Moses was doing. Moses set it up so that eventually the Israelites uh, were freed from the persona jurisdiction of Egypt. Now, a lot of people will talk about, uh, you probably heard this if you've been around since 2001, the straw man. Uh, That was the straw man that had that. You know, they create this straw man, this corporate identity, and they bring you into the system that way. And all you have to do is divorce yourself from that. The problem is, when they put the straw man in jail, you're going to be sitting there with them because they see, they're not seeing that Connection severed. Uh, so I don't know. I've 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 gone and my uh, picked up people at jailhouses and and towed their cars out of uh, impound lots uh, for years. And it's huge expense to myself, uh, but I did it because I I could understand and sympathize with their efforts. But unless we actually turn around and start creating that alternative government that Pharaoh's not going to let you go. I would, If I was judge, I would let you go. Uh, most of them won't. Uh, occasionally, I have seen judges who uh, uh, they haven't really let you go, but like one guy had all these tickets against him, and the judge uh, said, 
I give you the minimum fine. I guess we're going to go to a break here in a minute. Uh, and you could pay it off. You can take 20 years to pay it off. Minimum fine was 50 bucks. Uh, but you're going to have to do it. He wouldn't find the guy innocent, but he sure made it easy on the guy. No jail time, nothing. Uh, but I, I wouldn't expect that benevolence from most judges today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this when we get back from the break. I pledge allegiance to the King of Kings and to his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. One holy nation under the heavenly Father with grace, mercy, and justice for all. The Greatest Prophecy DVD of Cross the Border Productions. Embrace the little known but greatest prophecy given by the great high priest. The pre-incarnate Messiah reveals God's once secret plan for mankind. Believe it. Behold the end times in Daniel chapter 2 because the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof sure. It is the key to prophecy future. Comprehend the seven-year great tribulation deception. Be not deceived. Understand the great prophecy delusion because if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. Be forewarned. America in prophecy exposed for all to see. The mark of the beast. No, it's not a biochip. A much better and more secure technology is already here and you are already using it. Two copies, one for you and one for you to give away when you send a support donation of $25 to First Amendment Radio. Use the chip-in event on our website or send $25 cash to First Amendment Radio, 139 East Tulare Avenue, Tulare, California, 93274. Make copies and give them away. Send $25 cash for two copies of The Greatest Prophecy DVD. That's First Amendment Radio, 139 East Tulare Avenue, Tulare, T-U-L-A-R-E, California, 93274. A wise man is forewarned and prepares for the time to come. The Greatest Prophecy DVD. Now listen to me. The Bible says, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. I want you to know that a corporation is Caesar. Government takeover of the church. This DVD is the most powerful tool we have for waking up those asleep in the pews. The scripture calls for his people to come out of her. The corporate church is the apostate church, the whore that rides the beast. Make copies and give them away to your corporate church friends and loved ones. The truth will make them free. They will watch the DVD. Government takeover of the church. Who will tell them if not you? 
Get this DVD for a donation of $25 from LibertyRadioLive.com. Order online today or call 559-781-3773. Now listen to me. Uh, welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. Uh, we're on live. I'm going to ask uh, Claude if he could, I assume that he can hear us now. You couldn't hear us during the commercial break. Is that right, Claude? We tried to get your attention. Oh, well, I had to set the phone down for a minute to take care of something, and then I came okay. back. And when I came back, I could hear you talking along with uh, the Paul. commercial break stuff. Okay. But I didn't know you were trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> okay, okay. So you, that's all right. We were just testing to see uh, who could hear who and what during the commercial break. And evidently, we're muted to the air, uh, but uh, we can actually talk back and forth to some degree, although our volume is way down. Uh, but anyway, uh, your question was, how, how do you travel without a driver's license? Uh, let me ask oh, no, you a I'll- couple of well, I'm sorry. It was how do I uh, compel the, those powers to be that I'm no longer in their system and to change their records? And it, it looks like you've had minimal success doing that without, yeah, resorting, the, without resorting to their court methods and suing them in court. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, as soon as you're using their courts, which are all administrative courts, then you have to be in their system to use those courts. Uh, unless you take it up to an international basis, which you would be dealing with the State Department. Uh, and that's what Moses was doing. That's what Jesus Christ was doing. And to tell you the truth, that's what Abraham was doing. Uh, but in order to deal with the State Department, to be brought before the princes and principalities, you need to be princes and principalities yourselves. And that's what the apostles were, the ambassadors to the church were. They were, Jesus says, I appoint unto you a kingdom. He's appointing unto them a government. Uh, they, okay. It's already been established that he is the king of Judea. And these are, this is, these are my government officers. But, he says, unlike the ministers of other governments... You can't exercise authority. You have to operate by faith, hope, and charity in the perfect law of liberty. You can't be forcing your neighbor to contribute to your government. They have to choose to contribute to it. Now, we got lots of people contributing to churches, but those churches aren't setting people free. They're trying to make them feel comfortable about their bondage and servitude. Moses had the same problem. He's saying, let my people go. This was action before the principalities of that government. They expunged the record on my people. Most people don't realize that when Moses set out across Sinai, he was still inside Egyptian jurisdiction. Egyptian jurisdiction at that time reached all the way, including Canaan. But they had no persona jurisdiction because the government of Egypt had recognized and solemnized that these people who follow Moses aren't in our system anymore. (coughs) They got them expunged. The same thing went on with Christ. We see it in Acts, but your ministers of the modern churches aren't going to tell you this. 
Everybody who was a Jew was cast out of Roman city proper. And they had to leave. Uh, those Jews were Christians. They weren't called Christians yet. All, all Christians were called Jews. They were following the king of Judea, which was Christ. And so everybody who was following Jesus Christ was cast out of Rome, the city proper. They didn't cast them out of the entire empire. They went all over the empire and even outside of the empire. But they had their own logos. Logos, the word. In, in the codes of Rome, you could get a logos from the church and it was used as ID for you if you were stopped by a Roman centurion. And they called it the Logos, which is the Greek word for word. According to the word, according to the Logos, they were establishing their own government. This is why historians like uh, uh, Edmunds, uh, I can't remember his old name right now, wrote uh, The Decline and Fall of uh, Edward Gibbons, uh, Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. Uh, he says the church was a viable republic in the heart of the Roman Empire, an ever-increasing state. But it was a state that operated by faith, hope, and charity. So that's the only way I can see that we're going to get them to expunge the record is from the top down. And I, when I, I was... I <laughs> right. I no, they're not going to do it on an individual basis. Because really, you're trying to establish that you're from another government. You're not in their government. You were in their government, according to their records, and they just don't want to let you go. And I understand that motivation because you're an asset to them. They can force you to labor for them. I don't know about your particular circumstances, but you can't just opt out of driver's license. Let's say again. I say we should talk. Maybe I should call you in private. <laughs> well, you okay. you can you can try that, but you're gonna have to catch me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not out there. But, uh, um, well, we're trying to do is get. Uh, I know what, what you're over in the Massachusetts area. Now we've got. Uh, I know that we've got people dealing with that same problem in the Massachusetts area. Uh, and, right, uh, and it's very hard to catch them too. <laughs> we, yeah, we we play yeah, telephone tag many times. Yeah, and see, the thing is, is that, you know, uh, the call is, is to many, but the laborers are few. <laughs> we need more contact ministers. And, and go back to your question and Phyllis's question. Uh, look, if, if I get, uh, you know, next time I'm in New Jersey, they may have an APP for me by then. Uh, we may uh, be dragged in. I may be dragged into court. I would like to have all 500 members of the Living Network, all thousand, you know, I mean, there's more than 500 people, but just, you know, individual families. I want them to be calling into the jailhouse and the police station saying, let my minister go. I would like to see that. And I can tell you that they will let you go under those kinds of conditions. They will also want to persecute you more. Uh, but I, I'll go in with the Holy Spirit and I can tell you, they will bow down before the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants me out of there. When the Holy Spirit wants me to go to jail, I'll go to jail. When they want me out of there, the ground will shake. And the doors will open and I'll get out. Uh, 
But that's what I'm trusting in. And, you know, I, I approach this, though they may, he may slay me, I shall serve him. And that's the kind of ministers that we're looking for, is ministers who are willing to go in with the peace of Jesus Christ, the compassion of Jesus Christ, and the courage of Jesus Christ. I don't want to get anybody crucified. We already did that. Now we need to manifest the kingdom. But if we don't have people that care about each other, yeah, that are there for each other as the social welfare system. I don't know. Are are you still using a social security number? No, I I, I rescinded that number at the same time I did all the driver's license. I have no bank accounts. I have. Right. Uh, I believe I've I've gotten rid of all the nexuses that they use. It right. just is they don't recognize it. I even sent uh, information to the Justice Department. Uh, a couple of years ago stating right. that data. Right. I just and, don't uh, have anybody to back me up anymore. <laughs> 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 you know, that's what the network is about and you need to gather together now. We know we got Jay there in the Northwest who's challenging the uh, uh, property tax issue. I still haven't heard uh, the history of the particular property that he's dealing with. I've met Jay. I've met his father. Now, these are very courageous men. They are very dedicated men. Uh, yeah, they got to watch their anger there, but uh, uh, the dad seems to have that pretty well in control. I, I never saw any sign of anger. The guy was an amazing individual, gave me a ride quite a long distance out of his way, and I uh, I really count that a lot in uh, Kingdom Principles. Uh, but Jay is taking a stand and putting a lot of his property at risk. I think that if that's what his honest heart, he needs to do that, and I think other people need to support him. Uh, in that as long as he does it in a righteous way and he's basically asking questions and he's not only raising his hands but he has his uh, his home at stake when he's doing it and I know uh, you also Claude have, have put a lot at stake in order to do this these people are taking risks but we need to think kingdom in this process so that we aren't out there drowning <laughs> wow some of, some of the people have walked the plank. That's where you're at now. I understand that. I don't encourage that. Uh, but I encourage people to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And But that Holy Spirit should be leading people together to form that network so that we're not such a scattered flock. Uh, uh, Moses did not take people to the edge of the desert one at a time and say, run for it. He spent time in the system teaching the people how to come together, provide for each other in a benefit sort of way, and then uh, escape according to uh, the timing of God. And they left with a whole nation. You know, evidently some estimates are three million people marched out of there at one time. Uh, For those who've walked the plank already, I, I encourage you to really become a worker uh, become a contact minister in your own area uh, and uh, get on the group with the other guys that are uh, challenging but you're not on the contact ministers group no well, I'm, I'm still trying to get more information okay. <laughs> how to do okay. this that's great that's great <laughs> so um, I've been working at it up Actually, I've been doing some of the similar things that you're doing as a group for the last, I'd say, eight years, but it's just been in the local community here. I've helped people out because 
right. I got out of the, the Corbyn system. I haven't been paying money into uh, their coffers, so I use my time and energy and money to help people. I figure if I'm paying $20 into the Corbyn, what does that amount to? Maybe one or two dollars gets to where it should be. But if right. I go out and, and, and donate an hour of work, or if I take the twenty dollars and give it to somebody in need, who helped who more? You know, right? I've been right. I've been going down that path for the last eight years, uh, and um, now yeah, I'm trying you, to make the next step. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the next step is to start to gather with other people that are going down that path, because uh, a lot of the, and, and you know I don't. I don't begrudge the idea of just helping people when you, it is put on your heart to help them. But the reality is is that kingdom effort, uh, as we see with Abraham, Moses, and Jesus Christ, was extremely well organized. Organized from the bottom up. But it was birds of a feather flocking together. It was sheep of his flock who hear his voice coming together and helping each other. And then having enough of a surplus that they could actually reach out and help others outside of their own network so much so that when they went to court judges actually said these guys I'm impressed with and these guys I'll let go I mean that's Paul won his case with Agrippa and Festus uh, he didn't need to appeal to Rome he only appealed to Rome for a logistical reason uh, which I won't go into right now unless somebody really wants to know but uh he won his case, and many others won their case, but doesn't mean there won't be persecutions uh, to test oh, the leading yeah. of our spirit. So anyway, uh, w let's give out the number again, Paul, uh, see if we can get another call in here. Did you have, I, you know, I, I can't give you a definitive answer. I won't give you every answer over the air. Some things we, we share amongst ourselves. <laughs> Uh, but basically, we need to form a network of people who care about the fact that you may get stuck in jail. And they con you, that your contact minister knows you go into jail. He's going to contact everybody on the network. But you'll have to work at getting known on the network by, a, you know, meeting with these guys. Uh, do you live very far away from them? Uh, yes, I do. And uh, the biggest issue is the travel issue at this point. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's trying to, to trying to make the connections and, and not keep getting to blocked up. I've come this far on faith. I'm not giving up now. <laughs> All right, right. Well, okay, what part? Yeah, are you in Massachusetts? I'm... Um, um, a contact minister is in Massachusetts. I'm in Vermont. Oh, you're way up in Vermont. Well, see now, uh, you know this is this is another thing is that if we take the money and effort to go syndicating uh, the radio show or get on other radio shows, local radio shows, even as a guest, uh, Phyllis got us on a local radio show there, and they were just they weren't too pleased about having this religious figure brother Gregory get on until they actually got me on and then they were just kind of overwhelmed want me back but you know I'm doing two and a half hours of radio this morning I did uh, I was supposed to do an hour with them in Pennsylvania ended up I think a couple hours uh, you could if I start getting on every little radio station 
and I will do as much as I can. Uh, I can't get out there and buck those hay bales that I'm going to have to buck. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Uh, but the reality is I will go as far as people allow me to go and let me go and occasionally have to finance my going. Uh, we took this trip around to kind of jumpstart the kingdom in a lot of places, and it's, it's starting to pay off, and hopefully it will pay off more and more. But it's going to take individuals within the network working at networking and yeah play the phone tag don't give up uh, and uh, we'll see if we can find more people in your area and start linking them up uh, I don't know who all's in Vermont I think there actually is some people on our network in Vermont uh, they may uh, and I there may be people around the corner if we get on the radio we can start connecting you with as many people as possible. And we can do this all across the country, but it's going to take a concerted effort. Uh, you know, I can't do it from the back of this car, which I think is about 85 degrees in here right now. Ooh. I can't get to the windows. <laughs> I'm starting to strip off clothes. I saw a guy walking around in his shorts outside. <laughs> so it's, it's warming up here in the kingdom. But we're also getting to the end of the show. So if anybody else wants to call in on the on the number, I actually I have it here now, okay. so I can well, actually see it. Okay, uh, thanks thanks Thank for the you. call, and we'll hopefully we can get you connected up with more people up there in Vermont. Four one four three nine five two four four two. That's four one four three nine five two HHC. And uh, you will put you on the air and uh, connect you uh, with uh, whatever we meagerly know as the kingdom of God. Uh, which is, the kingdom of God is all those people seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And working at seeking that kingdom of God and His righteousness. So I see all kinds of different pictures zooming across my screen, but I I wasn't sure if we had a caller. <laughs> we do have a caller. We do have a caller. I don't see him. Okay. It, Are you there? Is he there? Hello? Oh, hello. Hi, Gregory. It's Scott in Iowa. Okay. I, Hi, Scott. I've, I've uh, just wanted to chime in my two cents on this. I was doing a little bit of it in the chat room. Um, I've been in jail several times over this driver's license thing. Um, I thought I was doing everything right, too. But, uh, you know, Caesar has this wrapped up pretty good. We look at it from the perspective of just the in personam, where if we get rid of our driver's license, you know, all of a sudden now we can freely travel. But Caesar's wrapped up the roads and the cars. And uh, we have to think about those things as well if we're going to individually try to drive uh, un, un, uh, unmolested on Caesar's roads and in Caesar's cars, we have to deal with those issues as well. And that's I just wanted to throw that out there that a lot of people don't think about the car and the road. Uh, they're just worried about rescinding their driver's license. And then all of a sudden, they're still driving around on these roads that Caesar built with Caesar's children's tribute money. And uh, the car, they don't have a legal, they only have a legal title to it. They don't really have an equitable title because the dealer didn't pay for the car with substance, the manufacturer didn't pay for the car, the raw materials and the parts to assemble the car with substance. So they can only transfer a legal title to anybody that buys the car. 
So, you know, we have this, the only one that can really own property at this stage of the game is our creator. And we've got to, you know, the things that we think we own, if we were freely give them up, ownership of them and give them to our our Messiah and Lord, then we might be able to use them unmolested. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, ultimately, ultimately the assets that are in the world, that are belong to the world and are itemized in the world, the treasures of the merchants of the earth, the uh, uh, Canaanites of the earth, that's what Canaanite means, merchant, merchant traffickers, uh, they want to own you, and what we want to do is get you out uh, as an individual. But people have to realize that those cars come from the corporations of the state built by employees of the federal government, and uh, they're regulated from day one. Yeah, if you had the manufacturer's certificate of origin, that's a little bit closer. Basically, what you'll want to do is export your car uh, to the kingdom and then drive around like you had a Vatican license or something. But the reality is I cannot put the emphasis on saving the car. I need to put the emphasis on saving the individual. Now, we have individuals coming up that have never had a Social Security number. You grown children, uh, uh, grown men, uh, men with children and grandchildren who have never had a Social Security number. We need to be networking with those people. We need, we can actually supply them with a place to live if they want to serve the church and occupation and, and efforts to provide for the people in mass when things come down. You don't have a social security number. You won't be able to get gasoline in the future. Eventually, you will not be able to get gasoline. You will not be able to buy food in the grocery store period. So all those guys who have jumped out and have been swimming and treading water uh, got to realize that things are not going to stay the same. They're going to get more difficult to survive out of the ship. To say nothing of the sharks floating around in the water who will, who will gobble you up at the first opportunity. No, Christ, Moses, Abraham were dealing with the same type of systems that we're dealing with today. This is the biggest uh, of those systems, the biggest Babylon the Great there has ever been. It's in every country. There's no other uh, land to go to. You need to establish that kingdom. That means you need to form a network of people, only people who care as much about their neighbor as they do themselves. If people really understood what I'm saying there, I repeat this over and over again, they would rush to form congregations of record. They would flood to do that. They could not hesitate to do that. They would, it would be like sheep out in the field when a coyote comes running and trotting into the field. They run together as fast as they can. They try to cram themselves together. Today, I'll give you, I got, only got a couple minutes left. Uh, a, a lamb died yesterday. I found its head stuck in the fence a couple days ago. It was stuck in a, a, a sheep uh, fence. It stuck it through. It could have pulled it out, 
but it kept turning sideways instead of backing up. When it backed up, it felt a little discomfort on the back of its head because that wire was a little tight. It wasn't that tight. It eventually backed out when I stood there. It could still stand at the time, but it had been there for a couple of days without water. It was down in a low spot. Nobody saw it. And I found that lamb. And he would not back out of that fence all the time, and he just stood there and starved to death. And he wasn't dead yet, but now I, I carried him over to the water. I carried him back home, gave him a little bit more water, put him in this little green grass the area where he started to munch on food. But now he just laid down and eventually just died. Uh, the reality is that's what Americans are doing, Australians are doing, people all over the world are doing. Their head is stuck in a fence. And they pull out it a little bit, but they don't have the sense to and the willingness to pull all the way back. And we need to pull back from what we were doing, but we need to do something else. We need to feed the body another way. And that way has to be by faith, hope, and charity. And that means congregations of record. So start forming them. I want 20 more congregations of record by this time next week. <laughs> Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his hands. Thanks, Thanks everybody. everybody. Thanks, Paul. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.